And you learn that success isn't just reaching place to place, moment to moment. You really learn that success is all of those things, how you hear, how you see, what you believe. And you also understand that those things are constantly changing level to level of your Mm -hmm. life, season to season of your life, determining uh, or depending on who's in your life now, who's no longer in your life. And it's always changing. I think inner work is the only thing that will help sustain you through it all. I look at my gifts and talents as vehicles, Mm -hmm. not the prize. I'm the prize. Just like earlier, I said, I'm the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe dance will take me there. Maybe speaking will take me there. Maybe just being a good person will take me there. Maybe not being a pushover Mm -hmm. um, or someone that can be pushed over will take me there. You know, Um, and those are always changing. So I think inner work is really key and you have to know who you are and you have to know what will come out out of you once you get squeezed Mm -hmm. because you can't avoid what spills out. A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Ivanoff. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. If you guys follow me on Instagram, then you already know this, but I have been traveling for the last couple weeks for work. I've been in St. Lucia, and then I just got back from Mexico last night. But I am back in the States, and I'm ready to get back to work. It's been a little hectic, but tomorrow's episode, or today's episode, see you guys, my brain is just literally all over the place. Today's episode, I have one of my husband and I's favorite people. His name is Michael Wilson. He is an encourager, a prayer warrior, and just one of the most intentional people that we know. He's an author, a music artist, and a world-renowned dancer who has literally danced with some of the biggest artists in the world. And he's on here today to encourage us, to share some wisdom, share his story, and it's just going to be so good. Thank you guys for tuning in, and let's intro him to the show. Hello. What's up? How's it going? I'm good. So... I'm so honored to have you here. I feel like you have just such a powerful story and you're so wise. And I was stalking your Instagram last night because I typically stalk all my guests' Instagram and just all your motivational, your inspirational quotes that you're posting daily. They're so uplifting and encouraging. And I wrote so many of them down and I kind of just want to have you dive into some. Mm -hmm. But with that said, we're going to start with the first question I ask every guest, which is what is a dream that is on your heart right now? I think a dream that's on my heart right now is family and Mm -hmm. how to make it function in conjunction with your career and not from a sense of balancing, but how to literally work together Mm -hmm. more. That's a little bit of a new addition to my mindset, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in my career that's so self-driven. But I love the idea of where it's at because it's making me take different risks and Mm -hmm. make different choices. And from those choices, they open up a whole new realm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Totally. So I think the dream right now is like, how can family function within the dream? That's so good. I feel like I have, that's one of my similar dreams right now is like Nico and I are thinking about building a family and what will that look like from my perspective, someone who loves her job, loves to work. How will my priorities shift once we have children? Like how will I balance and get to do both? Right. And it's a real, a real thing. I think oftentimes, because a lot of people I know are in the same boat Mm -hmm. and I mean a lot of people. And it's just interesting because we often feel like it's a shift or focus on one or the other, mm-hmm. but oftentimes with God, it's always an expansion. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's almost like, how, where do I need to be expanded so that there's the capacity for these additions? Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, like, it's granted, it's a stereotypical vision of it, but like when she gets pregnant, then you prepare the room, you know, mm-hmm. like you make sure the house and 
all of the spaces there first if you can Mm -hmm. you know obviously this isn't everyone this is like tv but still a great representation Mm -hmm. of expanding first and then filming and seeing how it all works together like that versus if you're in a studio and then you're like how can we make this work Mm -hmm. it's like ask god where to expand yourself so with that that's kind of like what i've been doing for the dream not just wanting the dream Mm -hmm. and not just having vision for it but also seeing where what part of me is just a little too small Mm -hmm. so you're you're preparing for it Mm -hmm. that's such a good picture so who is michael wilson give us a little rundown how did you end up in la tell us a little bit about who you are well what i love about myself is that i'm not opposite of mining michael but there's just a lot more to me than just that Mm -hmm. and it always gets overshadowed by mining michael because he's just the boss you know he's Mm -hmm. super brave he's um over the top outgoing a character talented a people person but the, the Michael part of that, not the mighty part, is just actually a little bit more introverted, mm-hmm. extremely vulnerable, have gone through a lot of different things. Like my life is flashy, but what it's taken to get there is not flashy at mm-hmm. all. You know, and I'm from Los Angeles, which is, you know, rare to see in Very the rare. industry. Mm-hmm. And I went to college first, studied communications at um, Cal State LA. Never thought I would do any of the stuff I'm doing. It was not the dream of mine. I wanted to do politics. Wow. And uh, yeah, I had a normal job for a little bit and planned to go back into law school. Like I randomly just pulled up my transcripts and I can see where I went back because I studied communications. I could see where I, like I randomly in 2008 or nine went back to start a second degree wow. in political science. So I just had a whole different vision for my life. But mm-hmm. One thing about me is that no matter what I have to face and no matter what is in front of me, no matter what I'm coming out of or have to go through Mm -hmm. to get to the next, I always follow God's voice. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. It's not easy. It's nothing glamorous or cool about it, but it's very producing Mm -hmm. and it's very right. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So at an early age, I learned to follow God's voice and that allows me to be extremely flexible in my life Mm -hmm. so at some point i kept hearing god speak i was on a little tv show i was playing self but it was like improv Mm -hmm. and that's when god spoke to me about like oh you should do the industry and i was a little disobedient it took me years Mm -hmm. (laughs) to actually say okay i'm gonna do it but i heard him in advance and so throughout those years i allowed my heart to be prepped and then i just dove in but through dance not acting because yeah i just had to warm up to the industry it wasn't what i planned for my life it wasn't what i wanted for my life but often god's dream is so much bigger than your own dream for yourself totally and you have now such an established successful career in dance and you have been in rooms been on world tours with some of the world's biggest celebrities like what how did you find yourself there and for someone who you know something like that seems very unattainable to a lot of people Mm -hmm. How did you find yourself there? What kind of work did that take? And was it everything you kind of expected it to be? Well, it's never what you expect it to be. So mm-hmm. let's just get that out there right now. It's, <laughs> never, it's never as glamorous. It's not as dark as they make it seem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as easy. And then sometimes it's not as difficult. It's mm-hmm. just never what you expect. So it's better to go into it open-minded. It's better to go into it full of faith Mm -hmm. um, and it's better to go into it available to developing yourself because anytime you root your expectations, your hopes, your dreams, or even your fears in something that is outside of God and your true identity, Mm -hmm. most more than likely it will fail. Mm -hmm. More than likely you will have setbacks, right? So that was the first thing. And when it came to doing that, I trusted where God was leading me. And I didn't mind taking risks because I did believe God was leading me. It didn't mm-hmm. make sense for me to randomly be pursuing dance. Mm-hmm. All of my friends thought it was so weird. Like, I always could dance. I'm black. You know, I could dance. I have rhythm, <laughs> you know. But as far as to the degree of being a professional and pursuing mm-hmm. it, that was very weird to all of the people around me. Mm-hmm. And it was also weird to me, but I didn't doubt that inner pull. Mm-hmm. I didn't doubt the part that I couldn't make sense of. I just took the sense I had and said, let me turn it into change and turn it into dollars. Um, And from there, I dove in and just started taking a dance class. 
I prayed a lot and God sent like a few random people my way to cross my path mm-hmm. to just get my attention. They didn't even become my friends right away, but it's like two dancers I knew. And I could just randomly ask them questions. And this was years before I even thought about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you once you figure it out, figure that part out, you literally just have to go try things. I jumped into classes. I didn't I didn't even know I was taking the most advanced classes until <laughs> afterwards. I didn't realize like I had really started pursuing it mm-hmm. until afterwards because I just was oh my gosh. <laughs> I just was available like a kid. Mm-hmm. I was just willing and open-eyed and just discovering everything. I didn't get distracted mm-hmm. with the destination first. And most people do. Most people are like, I have to do this. I have to achieve this and take this step. Mm-hmm. I didn't focus on destinations. I focused on discovery. Were you passionate about it from the beginning? Because I always tell people, follow your passion. Because people who aren't passionate about their dream, they're not Mm going to go the extra mile for it. They're not just going to start taking classes. They're not going to go out of their way to pursue something if they're not passionate about it. But then there's also cases where the passion builds and grows. Mm -hmm. So what was your experience with the passion for dance? I think it's important to have passion. Mm -hmm. But I also don't marry my initial passions. Mm, That's good. So my passion was my purpose Mm -hmm. and where I could see me being effective and influential. That literally was the reason why I got in dance. I was like, I want to be someone that can make it without sleeping to the top, Mm -hmm. without compromising all of their morals just to be cool. And I want to stay totally authentic to who I am, no matter what. Those are the three things because I felt like especially in church mm-hmm. everyone's like oh that world that industry is dark everyone just does drugs and has sex and you're just like i mean a lot of people do but even people in the church do that like <laughs> yeah to be honest like every, mm-hmm. people all over the world do that because it's a people flaw it's mm-hmm. not a organization or industry flaw. totally you know so my my purpose i knew that god needed to see me show people like mm-hmm. yo you can be this boldly and still make it to the top because we also are under this misconception that you can't be a good person to make it Mm. it's like you have to be shady to somebody to really get to the top top you know Mm -hmm. because most people that's how they make it or if you do love god and you are a christian and you profess your faith then it's just like you know they always say christian stuff is always a little watered down or too cheesy or corny and i'm like no you can be Mm -hmm. you can be the flyest in the room Mm. still love God, still have an edge, you know, and still be pure and honest Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's right. So I already knew. And, and I was very passionate about that. Mm. And that made me fall in love with everything else. Mm. So I always tell people I pursued my purpose and my purpose gave me the place to place the correct passion. It's so good. My my friend I just interviewed before this one, she calls it being gangster for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I love that because L.A. does have this bad um, reputation for people who don't live here. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have to sleep your way to the top or there's a lot of sex, drugs, money, like all, all of these things that people you know, who aren't from here think that is, that's what's going on. But I feel like there are cases in your case, in my case, where like I moved to LA and got right into the church. And to me, it was never cheesy. It was never this weird, Mm -hmm. like Christian, like community. No, like I still have my dream job and I'm still able to talk about Jesus and serve the kingdom within my field and my industry. So like in your space, how, how do you best serve God and his kingdom? in the dance industry or in any industry like how do you how do you do that i think it's important to know that when it comes to serving god it's so cliche but it's really true your whole life is ministry Mm. your whole life is the testimony Mm -hmm. so a lot of people get so caught up in how to infiltrate an industry and insert god Mm -hmm. but if you're there and you follow god then he's there so the real question is how do I connect with the environment? How do I connect with this industry? Mm-hmm. How do I connect with people? And how do I stay bold enough, open and honest enough to where once they connect to me, whatever they discover, I'm willing to share. Mm-hmm. I'm not preachy at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have, I'm very sh- solid in what I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not a universalist. I'm not just like, it's the creation and the truth. That's not me mm-hmm. at all. I'm very concrete. And what I believe and what I know, but I don't force it upon people mm-hmm. because I know that one of the beautiful things about having faith, about believing in God, 
is that discovery of when you really know God is speaking to you. Mm. And if I'm yelling at you, you will never hear God speak, Mm -hmm. right? Totally. So even if people believe everything I say, I still say, but you gotta go experience it Mm -hmm. for yourself. So when it comes to jobs and career and life, I stay open and um, listening in Mm -hmm. every place at the grocery store. You know, when I'm at the mall, when I walk into an office, what energy am I bringing mm-hmm. on the job? And those are the things that open up the conversations mm-hmm. because it may not be the celebrity you're trying to influence. You know, it may be the part like, you know, I work with a lot of entertainers. Mm-hmm. It may be the person who works at the gate that while they were scanning your bag before sound check, you were really nice to them and the whole conversation opened. Mm-hmm. happens to me all the time. And I'll jump out. I'm like, you need my book. And I'm like, oh, that was who God sent me for. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking like, I was just trying to get over here Mm -hmm. to the celebrity because if I reach them, then I'll reach the millions. And God's like, I just always want people to be willing to reach the one day by day. Mm. The person right in front of you, Mm -hmm. the cashier, the Mm -hmm. guy working the gate. It's usually the people right in front of you. Because I always say, like, if you're not willing to help the person in front of you, why should God trust you with? someone uh, like a huge celebrity Mm -hmm. so to speak my friend i was interviewing before this one she has been a believer most her life and we met on a job i was the photographer she was the model and this was before i even knew god or had a relationship with him and i was sharing a story with her about this guy i was dating it was a super toxic relationship and she listened very gently and all she responded with was oh friend he who finds a wife finds a good thing Mm. And she just repeated that to me and repeated that to me. And it was never like a judgment. It was never like Mm -hmm. preaching at me. She just so gently said that because she knew, first of all, the Holy Spirit was speaking to her. She knew that one day that that would resonate with me. Mm -hmm. And it did. And that verse has changed my life. Like that's such a big part of my testimony. And I think it's just such a good example of loving the person in front of you and loving them for who they are in that moment, Mm -hmm. not who you know God wants them to be or who you think they should be. It's who they are there. And we're called just love God and love people. Because God will do much better job than we will. A much better job. you have to surrender (laughs) yourself to the moment. Mm -hmm. It may be a prayer. You know, mm-hmm. there's times I've laid complete hands on celebrities or like mm-hmm. held up the camera because I'm like, I have to pray. And then there's times when you just made them laugh mm-hmm. or, you know, you just gave a smile or you just showed that you knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like from product, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how God talks to all of us. Like uh, God talks to me through any and everything because I'm always listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so I, I try to model my life after that and, and how I um, step into every every opportunity mm-hmm. and the opportunity isn't the opportunity the moment god gives you is the opportunity you know mm-hmm. that's so good there was i can't remember the name of course but uh this podcast i listened to where this woman was talking sharing a story a, a long story and how god was a part of every every part of the story and someone responded with oh well god how can god you're just talking about god 24 7 and she's mm-hmm. like well God is in everything I do. And so, of course, I'm going to look for him and see him in everything I do. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so beautiful because if we're looking, we will find. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to miss it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when it comes to dreams, I know I've experienced this. I feel like most people who have big dreams do. But a lot of times we can stand in our own way or fear can stand in our way. We build such a big wall that we can't even get through it. Mm-hmm. Um can you kind of elaborate on that that you talked about on your Instagram and also just like have you experienced that and how would you encourage someone who is standing in their own way? When it comes to those type of things, I always have to first start with my motive, mm. right? Like there's always motivation, but I think the term is used too loosely because mm-hmm. you can motivate people to do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can motivate <laughs> people to be psychos, mm-hmm. you know? So it's always like, what are you motivating them to do? So for myself and when I'm dealing with people I'm mentoring, I always try to get them to be honest with their true motive. And that's what I do a lot of work in, helping them see, like, what, mm-hmm. what, why do you really want it? Because everyone has their little cliche answer. You know, I want to make my family proud and one day buy my mom a house and I want to, you know, <laughs> put God on the platform and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, most of that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, really? Like, if you're really honest, like, you have some insecurity that you're trying to cover up with fame. Mm-hmm. If you're really honest, you idolize your work. Like, you know, like, if mm-hmm. you really get in. So once you discover your motive, 
then you can start to really go back and be like, okay, so what's wrong? My motive doesn't align with what I'm saying. Mm. And that's just going to automatically cause a collision. Mm-hmm. So I, like, if, like if a dancer, particularly because that's where I'm the most successful, when they come to me and they say they want to do it, and I start to get into their motives. If I discover that they really just want to be like popular and viral and famous, mm-hmm. I don't put the emphasis on becoming amazing. Mm. I put the emphasis on networking, image, and branding. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, you don't really care about being amazing. Mm-hmm. You just want to be dope, but yeah. be popular. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it if they're honest. There's tons of people I know where they're like, I'm only doing this because this is going to help my platform. And when they're honest, I love it because you have the motive mm-hmm. and now you can best achieve the dream. Um, it's when you're not honest with your motive that it distracts you. So the first thing is know your motive. Mm-hmm. The second thing is um, you have to own who you are, what you look like. You can make it better and be the best version of it, but you don't want to get too caught up in comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. because... What's the point of you if you're going to just be someone else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's literally no point. And I learned that early on, and there's been tons of jobs with other black guys, my height, my build, my look, but I have different energy that comes across when I dance. So even mm-hmm. if we're doing the same steps, my identity is so unique, you still have to hire me, even mm-hmm. if there's always already someone who looks like me. Um, but a lot of people think they have to be this other mm-hmm. form of whatever, and then they'll make it. I think it's best to not stand in your own way by being you mm-hmm. entirely and letting that become a lighthouse for all the opportunities that are out to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, it is, it's just difficult because everything requires learning and there's no one formula. You can read all the books in the world. You can pray all day and, and you can have the best people tell you what routes to take and it still won't make sense because it's still not your life it's still not the time in which they were alive like even mm-hmm. when if i give advice now things are different now than they were even two years ago mm-hmm. so this, some of the advice is going to work but at the end of the day you have to get out there um and that's the last thing people don't get out there and they they don't work as hard as they think they're working mm-hmm. when i when i started dancing I was training over 22 hours a week in classes, not including what I did outside of class, while having a full corporate job where I was running a $9 million business wow. with 130 associates. So I was working all day as a boss, not a part-time employee, mm-hmm. as a boss, and then dancing all night, and then going home and practicing, and I wasn't sleeping. So when I hear people complaining, I'm always like, well, how much time have you put in? Mm-hmm. How many classes are you taking? They're like, I've been taking five or six. I'm like, oh, I was taking on average 22 a mm-hmm. week, not including my personal plus this. You live at home and you have a part-time job and you're taking five. Mm-hmm. You just got to work harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have the drive and you have to be willing to put in the work. And yes. my story is very similar. When I started photography, I was nannying 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, and then Saturday and Sundays, I was driving all over the state of Michigan shooting. I was doing four or five shoots a day, mm. editing on the nights, and I did that. I did photography and nannying full time for four years. Right, I did them both, and I have you know people who will ask like, "How do you start out in photography?" I'm like, they want to go full time. I'm like, I had a full time job for four years and did it mm-hmm. because it is scary. It's like a freelance situation, so they're afraid of leaving the corporate job to go full time because of the stability. But it's like you can do both. You just have to be if you work hard enough at the passion. Yeah, you'll be able to leave the other job. Yeah, and it just takes hard work and dedication and a ton of discipline. Yeah, it takes a lot of that for sure. So you said a quote that I thought was so powerful, and it's every dream will live where we have the courage to come alive. Mm -hmm. Can you speak on that? It's mainly because we are the dream. Mm -hmm. We always make the dream this other person or other destination. But I realized it was in a song I wrote and I just started singing. I am the dream. I am the dream. Because the thing is, even if I didn't accomplish all my dreams, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. But no dream within me will live if I'm not alive. So instead of expecting the dream to be the person, Mm -hmm. I'm the person that gets to live the dream, but I'm the one that makes the difference. Mm. So I know wherever I have the courage to come alive, my dreams will also come alive because they require me. That's basically what that means. How important is being authentic when it comes to success? And what is your personal experience with that? I think authenticity and character and value 
and standard and in heart matters a lot. Being flexible in how you dress and how mm -hmm. you look, that's separate. So being authentic isn't that like, now I have to wear one stripe across my face to mm -hmm. show you I'm different. Mm -hmm. I can wear the same clothes as you and I'm still gonna be me mm -hmm. because there's, it's, it's an inner thing. So I think it's important to know who we are authentically as an inner person, not what we look like, not anything ex external, but internally, what makes you you? Why did, why did God need to birth you mm -hmm. when there's already a zillion trillion people here that came before you and that will be after you? Why you? What is that authentic voice for this space and time? Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to what you choose to wear and, and all of that, <laughs> that's just your own Teach choice. their own, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially like, you know, for my industry, you're, they may ask you all kinds of things. Can you shave? Don't shave. Can you dye mm -hmm. your hair? Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? We need the sexy boy. We need this. We need preppy. So uh, my authenticity isn't wrapped up in what I look like. Mm -hmm. It's totally dialed into who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important so that people can see something they haven't seen yet and they want to be around you and they know that you'll bring an element to the job or to the space mm -hmm. that no one else can bring. It adds to your work. Mm -hmm. We are all uniquely individually made and mm -hmm. we all have a special purpose. And like you said, there's a million dancers. Mm -hmm. No one is you. There's a million photographers. No one is me. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that's so special. And especially, you know, God has a unique plan for each of us in, mm -hmm. in the spaces that we're in, especially in LA, especially in the industry. Um, I feel like God gets so excited when his people go into spaces and are able to embrace the kingdom, embrace who he is and just be a light. And, mm -hmm. and you know, like you were saying, it's not as dark as people say it is, but even being a light in a not so dark space is still, that's your purpose. Your, mm -hmm. Our purpose is to go out, love God, love people and share the good news. Mm -hmm. So you kind of said a little bit earlier that you had some people that were like, oh, you're going to do dance and maybe not so discouraging. But what would you say to someone who has people in their life kind of talk, maybe not just talking down, but kind of discouraging them in their dreams, but they mm -hmm. they feel very set on it in their own. Well, one, if they're only discouraging, then they were never for you to begin with. Mm, that's good. Because even if they have some doubt, they'll bring solutions. Mm -hmm. Right. I have a friend who's really set on being um, particular acting character mm -hmm. to replace the role of the person who's no longer living and he's extremely sad on it right mm -hmm. and i believe anything is possible but i'm also looking at where he's placing his time mm -hmm. so i'm like yo have you been in acting classes you know like i want to believe this with you mm -hmm. but you're not even taking acting classes you're just hyped that you look like the person mm -hmm. that's not enough from my perspective mm -hmm. but i didn't come in just tearing it down you know, I didn't come in just discouraging, saying, like, you sound crazy. It's like, no, I actually believe it, but I also believe it's going to take a lot more work than what you're currently doing. Mm -hmm. So get your fitness together and and take some classes so you have the skills. So when you walk in the room, you're undeniable. So anybody like that, they may have doubts. We all have doubts. And, and sometimes those people have doubts because God only showed you the vision. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to see if you have the faith and the courage to do it even when you don't have validation mm. that's good that is good yeah <laughs> <laughs> so 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 a lot of times we shouldn't be looking on the outside for something god mm -hmm. has spoken to us on the inside because it is about also what god is doing with you and through you mm -hmm. not just how he's going to show you off yeah but with, along with that anyone who's really for you will always come with solutions or a way to help you get there not just tear you down and even if they don't see it, they'll believe it because you believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, like when a, a child is playing make-believe or anything, the parent doesn't come in saying like, that fork isn't a, a plane, yeah. you idiot, <laughs> eat your food, it's a spoon. <laughs> they kind of play with them, mm -hmm. you know, uh. and they clean it up. Mm -hmm. And they, they went along with the journey, even though they know it's just pretend, mm -hmm. because they know they'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? That's such a beautiful you know, picture. So it, should, so it should never be discouraging. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't believe it, mm -hmm. it will always have an element of support. And and I don't also be, uh, believe in promoting and like, well, show your haters because now you always will need a hater to stand on. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't need a hater to stand on. You shouldn't need a supporter to stand on, to stand on the word of God and who you're made to be. Come on. So good. It's like the quote, 
only you can see what God sees when he opens your eyes to something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always very careful with who I share my dreams with. I mean, sometimes even your own spouse can't see what God has opened your Mm -hmm. eyes to, but it is their their role to support you in that and find solutions if it maybe seems unattainable Mm -hmm. in that in that moment to them. Mm -hmm. So good. So I, I see that you love talking about inner work and change. I think it's so, so awesome and so inspirational. And a lot of us, at least me personally, like in order for the success that I have made within my marriage, within my professional career, there had to be so much inner work done in order for me to be where I am today. And so you had talked on your Instagram, often the change we wish to see can't surface until we invest where we can't see which is our inner person. And you shared four things that are key to making inner adjustments. The four are how we think, which is wisdom, Mm -hmm. how we hear, faith, how we see, which is our perspective, and then the process, which is our character. Right. Those are so powerful. Yeah, I think it's just um, you quickly learn, especially after you finally hit a major milestone or reach a a major goal of any Mm -hmm. sort, it can be anything like you rode your bike without training wheels it could be anything mm-hmm. you realize like oh i have the rest of my life left and then you also realize like oh that that made me happy but it wasn't happiness to last a lifetime mm. so then you still have to uh go back and ask yourself so what is success again and you learn that success isn't just reaching place to place moment to moment you really learn that success is all of those things how you hear how you see what you believe and you also understand that those things are constantly changing level to level of your mm-hmm. life, season to season of your life, determining uh, or depending on who's in your life now, who's no longer in your life. And it's always changing. I think inner work is the only thing that will help sustain you through it all. I look at my gifts and talents as vehicles, mm-hmm. not the prize. I'm the prize. Just like earlier, I said, I'm the dream. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe dance will take me there maybe speaking will take me there maybe just being a good person will take me there maybe not being a pushover Mm -hmm. um, or someone that can be pushed over will take me there you know Um, and those are always changing so I think inner work is really key and you have to know who you are and you have to know what will come out out of you once you get squeezed Mm -hmm. because you can't avoid what spills out no one can Mm -hmm. and I know tons of rich famous people that have all the stuff we're constantly praying about and I've seen them be broken and needing prayer and asking for everything I have within me and I'm trying to get everything they have Mm -hmm. so it's not just enough to have it's more important to be that's so good how do we keep pushing forward when the work is hard and uncomfortable I think when the work is hard and uncomfortable you have to have this um, unbiased view of yourself mm-hmm. and be able to see who you want to be, what you're striving for, and, and be able to handle what you see that you don't like. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to <clears throat> stay grounded in things that feed the best parts of you, not the worst parts of you. Um, if you're trying to get a new life, you can't, you can't keep feeding yourself with the old things. Mm-hmm. You have to start eating the new things, even if you don't like them. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you hate them and your taste buds never change, that's what you have to eat to get to that next mm-hmm. place. And the last thing is surround yourself with people, not just uh, people who are supportive of you and not just people who will call you out, but people you can be totally transparent, even if it will make you look stupid. My spouse and I had a conversation because yesterday I got really triggered by a lot of different things that challenged my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And it was just ridiculous. It was thing after thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. So instead of keeping it to myself, because it sort of involved him, I didn't want to like, and he didn't even do nothing. But it's like, instead of keeping it to myself, mm-hmm. I was like, let's, I was like, I want to expose it. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. you pray for me. Mm-hmm. And the, that, that honesty just strips it of its power and allows what's inside to actually live and what shouldn't be to come out and be destroyed or killed right away mm-hmm. we, we don't move quick enough about taking out what doesn't belong when it comes to inner work we may notice it complain about it and hate mm-hmm. it but we don't take it out and sometimes you don't have the strength to do that on your own so who you surround yourself with where you can be honest where you say like yo it may sound like i'm complaining but i'm trying to get over it help me out it pulls out and it was dope because when we prayed the first thing was like god is so patient 
He never gets tired mm -hmm. where we need work still. He's always excited to work on us and work with us. He's always uh, sending up a praise when we say, I'm still a mess. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's what it means to be like, in our weakness, he's merciful. Or mm -hmm. In our weakness, he is strong. And it's because he gets to be God. And with the right people, they're not they're not going to be quick to beat you down, even if mm -hmm. even if your posture is like, yo, I still shouldn't be complaining about this, but mm -hmm. this is how I feel. They're going to be excited to walk you through the process and help you mm -hmm. move along. Which is why therapy, I'm such an... Oh, I'm a huge fan. A huge, huge fan. I mean, I I believe I have the world's best husband. He's so supportive. He, he goes fire. He is very fire. He is. He validates any feeling I have, whether it's based on truth or not. He is... <laughs> He is there to support me and how I feel because he gets it. And he knows that if I leave it in, it's going to be more unhealthy than just getting it out and vocalizing it. Yeah. What would you say to encourage someone who feels like they're doing the inner work, they're putting in the hard work, and it feels like God doesn't see them? They're not getting the thing they're praying for, the blessing, but everyone else around them who maybe isn't putting in the work seems to be getting abundantly blessed. Well, once again, you don't ever want to get Compare. caught up in someone else's route mm -hmm. because you don't know what they've sacrificed to get to that moment at that space and time. Mm -hmm. At this point in my dance career, I look like someone who's just like, oh, he books everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know I almost died four times in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> did you almost die? <laughs> I kind of deserve some of these blessings, mm -hmm. low-key, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's like, do you know how much I pray? Like, I spend a ridiculous amount of hours every day praying and studying. And mm -hmm. you, you would be like, how do you have the time? And you're so fun and you really pray and read the Bible and books and stuff that much. It's like, yeah, I'm up at six or earlier every day going completely in and it's all throughout the day. When I'm driving my car, I'm listening to podcasts. I cry, I cry every day. Like it's a lot of work mm -hmm. to be positive, a lot of work to be motivational, a lot of work to, to pursue this dream. So. You never know what someone has gone through or what God has planned in the grand scheme of things. I had a friend who was a new dancer, great look, great energy, amazing trigger, booked a world tour, and he had only been dancing six months. And wow. he booked it over all of these dancers who were better than him, which was like almost all of L.A. because he was so new. Mm. And I remember the industry was just so mad. And even I was kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> how did you book this? Yeah. But I quickly learned that it wasn't about talent. Mm. It was about honoring your gift because he showed up, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's made the move from where he used to live to be mm -hmm. in LA. It was also about timing and whatever's for you is for you. Mm -hmm. So being great at something, putting that work in, one, once again, the motive, it can't be just to book the job. Mm -hmm. I work hard as a man and I want everything I do to be amazing because I think I'm an amazing man and I want everything I touch, breathe, everything that spills out of me to be a reflection of who I am, not a reflection of where I'm trying to go. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's good. And so when I get cut from something, I can walk out and be like, oh, I killed it. It just, they just didn't like me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the fit. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm, I'm the, I was mm -hmm. the best one. And I, with the same breath, I cannot judge because I remember looking at my friend going back to that story and just feeling like, Okay, well, he needed to book that because in this many years, he was going to end up having to take care of his dad and that money was going to help him mm -hmm. and that set him up. And then he ended up quitting the industry a little bit earlier and starting a family. So he mm -hmm. needed to have all these experiences before he got there. Like the picture is always so much bigger mm -hmm. leading up and what will follow after. So it's just stupid. It's actually dumb to compare. I am very aligned. Everyone has a story and you don't know the work that people are putting in to get where they are today. Mm -hmm. How do you have, because you have this confidence that is admirable, and I feel like a lot of people aspire to have that confidence where you can walk out of an audition, not get it, and be like, that's okay, it wasn't for me. What is a practical action step you would give someone to work on building that confidence? Hmm. Confidence. I don't think every, anyone ever really gains a bunch of confidence. Mm -hmm. I think it's always just uh, you reach a point of like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> and for me, I think I just think I'm willing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm that confident. I have a lot of insecurities, but I'm willing. Mm -hmm. And willingness deals more so with bravery than it deals with uh, and bravery is immediate. It's instant. Mm -hmm. So you, you can exercise that by just making yourself go by thinking less, by acting, by acting a little bit more swiftly. 
You know, I think if we were all more brave, by default, we would end up with more confidence because we got to see the product and fruit of our willingness. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, I struggle all the time with insecurities, but at the same time, I do go, but I'm brave Mm -hmm. and I'm courageous. But you can't even have courage unless you also have fear, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not just this place you can reach where nothing bothers you, you're unbothered and you just believe Mm -hmm. in yourself. Even people with all the pride and ego in the world, it's still just a cover up, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think the willingness to let go of control to believe the moment and to know that at worst case scenario, you can learn something to figure it out, to be willing all over again. That's how you build confidence. It's a constant exercise. Yeah, and I, I am totally aligned with that. And I, I also think it's trusting God's plan for you mm-hmm. and also staying in your own lane. Like you had mentioned, like if you just stay in your lane and run your race, you're going, I feel like that would build confidence because you're not constantly looking to the person running the race next to you. Mm-hmm. And seeing where they're going, you're just going to slow yourself down. Yeah, and if it, and you know, if we're going to go to being like technically spiritual, your confidence should never be based upon yourself. Mm. It should never be placed in someone else's um, possession. I'm not even confident when I walk in a room and I already know all of the people doing the casting, or if I've already been on the job, or mm-hmm. I don't let my confidence rest in because I'm the best one. I'm not saying it can't influence a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, my confidence confidence is. God, I know you must have allowed me to come here. I know I heard you tell mm-hmm. me to come this direction. So with that being said, I'm willing. So good. My gosh. I Sometimes I just wish I'm listening and like can take notes because I'm like listening. Oh, recording this I know. I'm like, I'm, I can't wait to listen back and, and take all these notes. Okay. There was another quote that I'm obsessed with that you wrote, and it's the door of opportunity is waiting on me. But if I find myself in a hallway, I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. What was your experience of being in a hallway? And what does that look like? I'm typically the underdog. Mm. Um, when it when it came to dance, when I was already good enough, you know, it just wasn't good enough. Mm. I had to be great to be considered good. I had to be amazing to be considered great. And I had to be out of this world to be considered anything else. Um, and that sucked. I hated it. And it just was the worst thing. So once again, I do believe the stuff I'm, I'm saying now as far as trusting God's timing and putting in the inner work. And I force myself to understand and believe and trust that it may take you longer, mm-hmm. but don't allow the amount of time it takes to slow your effort and input down. Mm-hmm. So that by the time you do get the opportunity you're better than you were if they would have given it to you when you deserved it. Mm. So when I started really not being slept on anymore and getting jobs, people were like, oh my God, I didn't know you were this good. I'm like, oh, I've been this good. (laughs) And I was very comfortable with saying it. Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable with telling people I'm dope. Put me next to your favorites. Mm -hmm. They're not about to make me disappear. I promise you. Why? Because once again, I didn't put my faith, my hope, and my trust in the opinions of other people. So uh, embracing your hallways is just knowing that I'm going to get there and no matter how long it takes, I'm going to put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just a great, um, a great mindset to have for anything because relationships are, you know, you're married. Mm-hmm. Relationships take a lot of work, even if you like each other, even if you get along, even mm-hmm. if you have a lot in common and there's chemistry, it still takes a lot of work because there's just two different people mm-hmm. and your purpose and you as the dream are almost two different entities that are always trying to find each other and collide. And it's a relationship you have to build mm-hmm. and you can stay will. This is good. And you can stay willing, <laughs> right? In your relationship, you don't just walk out because it gets difficult. Mm-hmm. You don't just walk out because one um, obstacle may take longer to get through mm-hmm. because you have established a connection. You've established a covenant. You've established a relationship. So being able to stay in those hallways, being able to be an underdog, being able to be someone who's still making adjustments because you haven't quite figured it out. It's just saying, don't break up with yourself. Mm. Stay in a relationship. That's good. And and I feel like there's always something to learn in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like you said, thinking about relationships, like when I was in the hallway, I was I, for, let's just call that my single season for four or five years, there was so much that I needed to get done in myself to be able to walk through the doors of 
mm-hmm. commitment and yeah. marriage. Um, and so I just love that analogy so much because it's such a good picture of A, being patient, B, trusting God's timing, and being willing to, you know, to be patient in the hallway and, and to, to stay committed and to learn the lesson that God is trying to teach you in that season and in that yes. moment. And, you know, because the, the crazy part is <laughs> once you get through the door, there's still stuff you have to learn. Totally. Anybody can book a job mm-hmm. once, but being awesome on the job, keeping the job, mm-hmm. and being hired again, that's where the work really begins. So if you're already quitting on a relationship in the hallway, mm-hmm. you will never make it through the doors. Heck no. <laughs> Usually the door exposes uh-huh. more things that need to be worked and on. you're definitely not about to stay in a room and build a house. Oh, heck no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. So kind of wrapping it up, what would you say to someone who feels like it's too late in their life to start working on their dreams? I think there are some realities, Mm -hmm. right, when it comes to age and timing. You know, like if you're 60 years old and you're trying to go against Simone Biles, like that may be difficult. (laughs) Um, I will never say never, Mm -hmm. but I also believe that when God really puts something on your heart to do, Our job isn't to always ask the how, if it's possible. We're just supposed to be obedient to that call. Mm -hmm. And from there, you're willing to start because you also aren't idolizing the one outcome that would make you happy. You're really working in partnership with God to figure out what it's all there for to begin with. Mm -hmm. Right? We're using relationships again. A lot of people just want to be married. Being married isn't about being married. <laughs> being married is about everything that comes with that covenantal relationship. Being married isn't even about and what being happy. And everything. No, it's mm-hmm. about so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, booking a job isn't just about booking a job. So I tell people that even if you feel like you're too old, this is on the grand, the, the more, uh, I can't think of the word, but the more dramatic scene. Even if you feel like you're too old, you don't have the right look but you have this pulling, still follow through because maybe it isn't for the outcome you think, but maybe Mm -hmm. it's for something else, right? I sing Mm -hmm. um, in addition to dance, but I only started singing because I started going to one church. Mm -hmm. And I only started going to one church because I was in Studio City and I was only in Studio City because I danced. Everything's connected. So that whole part of me Mm -hmm. singing and even finding my church and that whole period of my life that launched me into a whole new realm and era of me, even where Mighty Mike Kill came from, that came as a result of being obedient to dance. Mm. So it's it's not it's just so much bigger than the one dream. It's always connected to God. What are you trying to pull out of me? Mm-hmm. What what are you trying to put in me? Where are you leading me? Who do I need to touch? Who do I need to reach? Mm-hmm. For some people, you may find that God told you to do something, and it was just long enough because of these people He needed you to meet. And along that journey, you realize it was something totally different. I mean, even Nico moved here to dance. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you, crazy. You know, and he switched it up, but that's him honoring the voice. Does mm-hmm. it mean the dance dream failed? No, Mm-mm. it just means it was bigger than he thought. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it propelled him to where he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. He was obedient, followed the call to dance, and it led to everything else in his life today. Right. So for with with all of this being said... There's no such thing as too early. There's no such thing as too late because everything with God is always going to be right on time. What a great way to end. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So tell everyone about your book and any other book that you would recommend. Oh, well, I'm the author of The Mighty Little Book by Michael Wilson. It came out in 2016. I released it July 28th, which is my grandmother's birthday. And I released it on her birthday the year after she died Mm -hmm. to show that in every death there's still life. Um, It's a self-development book. It's very short inserts on every page. It has enough substance for those of us who are readers, but it's not too long for people who don't like to read. Um, Some of the books I'm reading I actually brought. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Um, I'm reading Ron Ron Carpenter's The Necessity of an Enemy. Mm. So if you tend to find yourself in a battle and that's someone like me i'm always in a fight because the devil hates me um (laughs) you have a lot of enemies but knowing what they're there for and knowing how god uses them empowers you and you realize like oh this is kind of the homie Mm -hmm. the enemy's kind of the homie you know like even jesus called judas his friend Mm -hmm. you know 
Um, and then I'm reading a book by Chuck Pierce called Rekindle the Altar Fire. So these are kind of dramatic books. Um, I love it. <laughs> we love and, the drama. <laughs> and, those are, and then I always recommend uh, Wholeness by Teray Roberts. He's mm. my pastor, my brother, my friend. But that book, Wholeness, is really awesome. And it can apply to everyone, even if you don't believe in God. I love that. I need to check out that yeah. book. All the books. Your book. Okay, so where can everyone follow along your journey? I am at Mighty Michael. Michael is M Y K E L L on everything. Um, okay. On Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, it's Mighty Michael TV. And I have a website, MightyMichael.com, or you can type MichaelWilson.com and it will lead you to the same. And what about your music? My music is can be found on my website okay. or it can be found iTunes, Spotify, all of that. But if you just need a one-stop shop, go to my website and it has links to everything. Perfect. And we, for anyone listening, I'm going to put in the description of the episode all the links. So the links to the books he's recommending, his website, songs, his book, all the things. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For sacrificing your time to good. encourage people. How do you normally end these? That's it? That's it. Oh, I think you should pray for me. Do you ever pray for your guests? I have not. Oh, this is perfect. This is great. All right, let's go. (laughs) Jesus, we just thank you um, for this conversation. We thank you for your spirit that is in this room with us. Just pray a blessing over Michael. We we pray for provision over his life, over jobs, over finance. Um, I'm just believing for something big coming in his favor, God. I'm believing that um, wholeheartedly. Your word says, we ask and we will receive. And so we're just asking and we're believing um, for just abundant blessings over Michael and just so thankful for his heart, his heart for you, God, his heart for people. And uh, we just pray that the rest of his day goes amazing and that there are no attacks of the enemy. We rebuke anything that is not from you, that is not like you in Jesus' name. And we just thank you in advance for all that you're doing in this life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.